Hello, everyone. Welcome to our Inspiring Thoughts podcast. Uh, we're very, very lucky today to have Jake Nord with us from StressedExecutive.com. Uh, and there's Jake there with the welcome <laughs> already. So, Jake, it's great to have you on board. Uh, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, really, Chuffed. And it was nice through one of our um, colleagues we've had on the podcast already, uh, Maria Wilson, I think, puts in contact with each other. So um, uh, thank you for Maria when she listens to this as well. So I really appreciate it. Okay. I'll tell her so, in the morning when I see her. Yes. Oh, you're seeing her tomorrow? Is I it? am, yeah. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Um, so uh, on today, Jake, would you just share with people your career history, how you've got to where you are today? Because that'd be lovely to know. Yes. Um, in a nutshell, uh, my career started back in Zimbabwe. Um, I went to agricultural college. I went to uh, join the family farm, came to the UK, went into the corporate world, got involved with Transport for London back in 98, started as an IT techie, then became a trainer, then got into project management, uh, did that for a number of years, spent 23 years in the corporate world um, before I took my exit and um, got into hypnotherapy, where I am now. Which is, which is wonderful. And uh, mm. I've been excited all day to find out more about hypnotherapy. So I'm going to hold myself back because I've got a kind of mm -hmm. questions later. Mm -hmm. So um, if we dive into then, first of all, what brought you to support people that are stressed? So I know that you look into stress into success, but what brought you to that world? So in my own journey, to cut a long story short, you know, I, towards the tail end of those 23 years in the corporate world, I'd climbed the, the kind of corporate ladder, yeah. got bigger and bigger projects. Um, stress followed me all the way up the ladder. And at some point, stress caught up with me and overtook and completely knocked me off wow. my feet. You know, I got to the point where I thought I was going nuts. I couldn't think properly. Yeah. I was on the verge of completely breaking my family. You know, my wife and daughter sat me down and had a very stern heart-to-heart -heart with me and said, you know, something's got to give. Yeah. Um, so that's the point for me to reevaluate. Yeah. And um, at that point, you know, I had always chased the money. You know, yeah. when I came to London in 98, I thought, what's the thing that I can do that can earn the most money per hour? And a short computer course got me my back yeah. then was like 15 pounds an hour. It was like insane. Yeah. Um, but I was always chasing the money. You know, I turned up here a farmer and got into IT. Yes, they're as far yeah. removed from each other as you can get. Um, but this this stress point in my life was um, an opportunity for me to reset and, you know, reevaluate my my kind of priorities and chase something that I was passionate about. And that's where hypnotherapy really surfaced because I've always had an interest in that. Yeah. And um, my very supporting wife and daughter gave me the time I needed yes. to go through the study to make the transition. And um yeah, the rest is history, I suppose. Yeah. It was my own fall from grace, if you like, that got me to this point. And now I'm serving the people that I used to be. Yeah. And isn't it nice that your wife and your daughter had the confidence or that to sit you down and go, hang on a minute, husband, yeah. dad, yes. you need to have a chat about this. I mean, that, that takes a lot of strength, doesn't it? It does. And, you know, for me, there are two kind of poignant moments in, in that little scenarios. First of all, at the confrontation point, I was so close to saying, well, I'm off. Really? Um, you know, I'm doing this all for you. 
Yeah. Don't you realize yes. that? Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, I'd lost my way long down the road. I'd lost my way and I was doing it for me, not for them, right? They yeah. didn't want any of this stuff. So that was the one moment was just, you know, being able to pause long enough yeah. to, to not hit the eject button, right? That was yes. one kind of very poignant yeah. moment, which changed everything. And then, you know, just their love and kindness in two ways to kind of raise the issue in the first place and then to give me the room I needed. Yes, and, um, you know, I've gone on from my part, I've gone on to fix all the broken bits. Good. And today, you know, they're not walking on eggshells around me anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a very different, very different setup now at home. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's that bit of being in that, in that kind of, and you know more about stress than I do. I can only go from when I worked in the banking industry uh, along that bit, but I knew stress is my level that I was constantly, my body was full of cortisol all the time on that edge uh and mine was chasing the money it was that that kind of bit of but it was that that was the culture of got to talk about bonuses you got to talk about sales you got to that Mm. kind of stuff Mm. and until i come out i went that's not actually what i enjoyed Mm. doing Mm. and that wasn't me so I, I'm not, I can't walk in your shoes, but I can kind of understand where you've gone from. It's the, it's the same journey. You know, yeah. you, you were you were in a world, in an impersonal pressure world where unreasonable things were expected of you. Yeah. And you were, you were probably your own worst enemy too, because you put yourself on that journey. You yes. went there because of what you decided your goals to be. And I did the same thing. I chased the money. I made the sacrifices that I did. I was in the same place where there were deadlines, there were demands, yeah. there were pressures. And every time I made a compromise, I was compromising myself yes. for the company. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I lost myself years back. I lost myself and I was just on autopilot. Yes. Yeah, I was just yeah. bringing in the beer coupons every month, bringing in yes. the beer coupons. And, yeah. and I'd forgotten even why I was doing it a long time ago. Yeah. But yeah, you. I, I I did. I lost myself, yeah. and it's a real blessing to have had that opportunity yeah. to um, yeah. to reevaluate. Well, I remember again. seeing um, a quote today on LinkedIn, um, and I paraphrase. So if I get this wrong, apologize. But it was something about in twenty years' time, who's going to remember you working those long hours and that time? Mm-hmm. And then down the bottom, it says your family will. Yes, and it, and it was one of those ones. I thought it was quite a stark contrast of just talking now of that company's not going to think about you in 20 years time, but your family will be, won't they? Absolutely. You know, I used to get up at four o'clock every morning to get on the train to go to London. Yeah. Took me two hours to get in. And I was there at seven in the morning. Yeah. And I would get home at about seven or eight o'clock in the evening. Yeah. And I'd have an hour or two before my daughter went to bed. And that was it. You know, I'd leave the house before they'd woken up. Yeah. Yeah. See them for one hour. Yeah, or maybe yeah. two hours in the day, no quality time there at all. Yes. And yeah, it's very different today. Today I work from home. Yes, yeah. Today I'm still up before everybody else, but my things are done by the time they wake up and I yeah. can spend yeah. time with both of them before the day starts yeah. and five o'clock comes and I'm here. Yeah. And it's just repairing all the broken yeah. things. And that's, yeah, it's a lovely thing to be. To, yeah. to be uh, I'm just thinking to, now, Jake, in my mind of them saying, Dad, you're home too often now. Can you go to work? <laughs> yes. Um, and, and that's a challenge, you know, yes. um, being away from home so much yeah. to suddenly being at home yes. so much. Yeah. yeah. And my daughter's at school most of the time, so it's my wife and I, and we've had to find a new way to be together yes. because yeah. we never were together that long, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a very busy day. I'm, I'm, I'm 
got my door closed for most of the day, yeah. but you know, I'm popping in and out all yeah. the time. We're yes. interacting. No, it's a, it's a, it's a nice thing to have. And with the clients that you work with, not to delve too much into it, but mm-hmm. um, how do you support colleagues? I know you talked about hypnotherapy, but how do you support colleagues at heightened stress levels? And uh, I know you look, work with a lot of executives, but how, mm-hmm. how do you kind of support those colleagues? Yes. So friends and colleagues, I kind of, it's a little bit more informal. They're not paying me. I'm just offering advice. So, you know, what we'll do is we'll sit down. We'll very quickly get to the bottom of the specific trouble that they're having. And then very often there's a tool or two that we can give them and say, listen, think about it like this, do that, go away and do, come back and tell me how you're doing and we'll tweak it and refine. So very often it's just a short, sharp, quick chat, chuck a tool in there, make sure they're comfortable with it and and off they go because, you know, for a lot of people, we get in our own way in a very specific way, and it's really not that hard to do something to just step out of, yes. out yeah, of yeah. your way for a while, yeah. to just yeah. get off the hamster wheel just long enough, yeah. catch your breath, and then you go off again without yes. you know, any further support. Yeah. And how do you usually see with people coming back to you? What do you notice in their behavior or anything when they come back? So very often it's um, a very, very big difference. And yeah. there's a great deal of like awe and surprise that such a simple little thing could have made such a big difference. Yeah. yeah. And and in a lot of the work that I do with people, even with my clients, you know, we don't do, we don't turn the worlds upside down, rearrange massive things. We yes. do small things often, you know, we take those little half a degree turns, half a degree turns. So we're never breaking a sweat, but we just consciously, deliberately always making those little half degree turns. And, you know, the whole world changes. You can miss your iceberg if you make your half a degree turn early enough, you know, an hour or two before, you're not even going to touch that thing. Yeah. And and do you know what? It's really, really nice to hear because a lot of people think, um the, the world of even like um coaching or uh, the world of stress management it's big things and it's not yeah, they're small not. degrees that yes. just kind of tapping into that person just a slight adjustment and the, the new course they go on makes a world of difference doesn't absolutely. it absolutely absolutely and, and you know it's the collection of the little things yes it's yeah. the collection of the little things and you know, my wife and i went on a little health journey a few years ago and we were looking for a silver bullet to fix this thing. Right? Yeah. We quickly realized, look, there is no silver bullet. It's a collection of little things you can yes. do for your health. Yeah. And, you know, your mental health, your body, your being is exactly yeah. the same. It's just a collection of lots of little things. It's yes. not big stuff. There's yeah. no rocket science involved. It's, yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Well, it was one of those ones of my personal journey. Um a couple of years back was about someone recommended to me to read because I'd always been a big goal person, very goal focused, etc. But once I got there, it was like a letdown. I was like, oh, what next? Mm-hmm. What now? What now? And it was it was like the 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 kind of dopamine hits to get there when I was getting there was the excitement. Mm-hmm. Then when I got there, I was like, oh, that, that felt like the blues to me. Mm-hmm. And then someone mm-hmm. recommended me, a, a, I think most people have heard of it, Atomic Habits by James Clear. And it was about daily behaviours, celebrating mm. those and work on those small mm. one percentile. It's the journey, right? And it's and that's the bit where now I 
I love it because I, I'm not getting to a big goal or get, whereas I go each day, that's my behavior. These are what I'm trying to do or achieve, yes. but it's made the world of difference. And also the people I coach now, rather than the big audacious goals, it's actually that daily behaviors. How can we get them there? If that makes sense. 100% right. So <clears throat> something I encourage my clients to do is very, on the very, very similar lines, I, I get them to visualize their life as a pie chart. Yeah. Uh, a pie chart that can't get bigger or smaller, right? Fixed yeah. in size. And what you do with your day is your slices in there. Yeah. You'll have a big work slice. You'll have yeah. a big sleep slice. And then yeah. you'll have uh, your wife will be in there, your kids will be yes. in there, your colleagues, your family, whatever. Yeah. Some of those, sun, those slices will be sunshine slices, right? Things you're looking forward to. And your goals will be in there too. Yeah. Things you're looking forward to. And... I get them every day to spend just five minutes. You know, they draw this chart, they stick yeah. it on the wall, and they just spend five minutes every day ignoring the, you know, the dark clouds, the yes. work, that stuff, just thinking about their sunshine slices, thinking, you know, what one small thing can I do today to make any one of these slices a little bit bigger? Yes. And yeah. as your sunshine slices increase, they squeeze yes. the dark ones out. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, what that does is exactly what you say. You know, it encourages them to focus on everything today along their journey. Yes, yeah. And their they goals, they're not thinking, they're not stressing about the goals. The goals that are in there, they're just imagining what it will feel like when they get there. Yes, yeah, yeah. So it's very much as well, it's about today, it's about the journey, yes. it's about yeah. getting your dopamine from all the little things, not yeah. you know, getting disappointed at the end when you yeah. suddenly get that yeah birth, and, then and, nothing it, left. and it's that bit as well so um even me personally that i my wife you would say to me i'm a destination person not a journey person i want to get there yeah. as quick as effective those kind of things um and then i was on a course many many years ago about being in the present so that present mm -hmm. moment and enjoying it in the bit and i suddenly realized that probably i'm missing out because i was always looking at what's next how yes. quick can I get somewhere? What can I do rather than enjoy yes. that present? And I really love that simplicity of using that par chart, but the, your sunshine moments mm. Uh, mm. actually within that day and how can you make it bigger and look forward to it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's a very refreshing, simplistic approach though, isn't it? But yet rewarding. Absolutely. And it just helps people to be present, you know, because yeah. when you are present, that's where everything happens, you know. Yeah past you've got feelings from the past you've got feelings about how you're imagining the future but all you've really got is right now yeah yeah and you know if you think you're worried about the past and the future you miss what's yes. important yeah and this this little to have that part of your daily routine to just spend five minutes thinking about the little slices not just thinking about the little slices but you're thinking and what else you know yes. what new little slice can i wedge in there yeah 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 um, and and when i did this exercise when i had my moment um, when I did this exercise, my pie was way out of proportion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. taken a really long time to to get the sunshine slices to outweigh the other stuff. Yes. But, um, yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's an evolution. It's a, it's a practice, yeah. but it really does help to focus to keep you in the moment and to yeah. focus what for you is important. Yeah, yeah. And it's even the terminologies in like sunshine slices. It mm. makes you feel good, doesn't it? It if, does, and. and you go, you go, oh, that's quite, yeah, the sunshine's nice, yeah. especially at the moment. It's terrible weather, but, um, yeah. but it just makes you feel good, like sun. Yeah, it's just a very yeah. simplistic way, but nice play on words, isn't it? And, and there's, a, there's a little bit more um, to sprinkle on that. 
when you when you're doing this little routine, when you're thinking of your your kind of sunshine slice pie, all the good bits you're thinking of are your own. Yeah. They're all positive. They're all things that you want. And then all you're thinking all the time is on the things that you want yeah. and how those things are going to feel once you have them. Yeah. And then you're automatically moving away without even trying. You're automatically moving yeah. away from the stuff that's uncomfortable by moving towards the thing that you do want. And your body gives you the motivation. You need to do that stuff yeah. when you when your mind's in that space. Yeah. Now I'm 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 dying to know about hypnotherapy. So I'm I'm dying. Yes. I'm going to jump in there now. Mm. Um, uh, can you just tell us more about hypnotherapy? How it works? What you've learned? I'm just going to do it as a bit of an open chat because I find it. Yeah. I'd like to you know be a bit nosy and find out. Yes. So yeah. hypnotherapy is hypnosis and therapy. It's a combination of the two, and there are a lot of different forms of of hypnosis that can be used. So the form that I use is called solution focused hypnotherapy so it's a forward-looking positive thing and we don't go digging up bones from the past so we get we get somebody to feel differently about today yeah. by getting excited about tomorrow we get them to start moving towards the things that they do want and then automatically everything else in the, is in the rear view mirror right so that's the solution focused approach and then we use the hypno part of it is we engage trance you engage a trance state, so you have an intellectual mind, you have a subconscious mind, and you've got this like dormant in between the two that's, you know, managing the, the, the flow of information between the two. We get the intellectual mind to step aside, we get the dormant to step aside, you go into the subconscious mind, and then that's where we do under trance, the kind of subconscious change work, yeah. which is... 95% of you anyway is on autopilot, right? So yes. a large chunk of the change is done in there. And then we do the therapists, you know, a bit of talking therapy, a bit of CBT, a bit of NLP, the hand-picked best bits from a range of methodologies out there. You know, we've got all yeah. the big hitting tools from the various yeah. methodologies in one place. And then over a number of weeks, we do that. Kind of half the session, we're talking and doing tools, and half the session, we're doing the relaxing subconscious yeah. change work. And and the, and the bit there, I would only know from seeing hypnotherapy on TV and things yes. like that, which which you know I probably could say staged or. But yes. what what happens then? Um, someone going into a trance, what would they be experiencing, or what would what would, what would be generally happening, Jake? First, let me address the the Darren Brown thing, the stage yeah. thing, because those guys are entertainers. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. The same, these are the same tools that I use, yeah. but they use spoken mirrors to give the illusion that they hold that power, right? that they have the ability to do that. And in yeah. reality, all they're doing is they're at a show where a whole bunch of people have expected to come to see this stuff, yeah. and they get a range of volunteers to come up who are expecting to make a spectacle of themselves and then they have like 20 people in there they yeah. hand they test them and chuck a whole bunch up and get left with a handful that know they're going to make a, a fool of themselves yeah. and when they go under trance they are open to foolish suggestions right because that's yeah. their expectation and then the hypnotherapist or the ther the, the hypnotist yeah. makes it look like they're doing it right so that's them. But the reality is that no one person can actually even hypnotize another. 
Right, right. Yeah. So I don't, and nobody has the ability to hypnotize somebody else. But what yeah. we can do is we can very, very effectively guide someone, and that's exactly what they're doing too. We can guide someone to hypnotize themselves. So the first thing to yeah. note is all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. Right, right. You know, that's why that's why self-hypnosis recordings work when the hypnotherapist is nowhere near you. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just something you relaxing yourself into a daydream-like state. Yeah. You don't feel funny pins and needles. You don't lose control. Um, you know, when I'm hypnotizing somebody over Zoom or when I'm guiding yeah. someone over Zoom or in person, they remain completely in control. Yeah, they yeah. hear absolutely everything. They have the ability to open their eyes and do anything what they when they yeah. need to. Sometimes they fall asleep. Yeah. But they haven't lost control. They've just got so relaxed they fall asleep. Yeah. So what we do with people like that, we just get them to sit up a little bit more uncomfortably yeah, yeah. next time. Yeah. But kind of what's happening under the hood, what's happening is we have this intellectual mind, you have your emotional mind, the limbic yeah. system, and we have this critical faculty, this dormant in between the two. And 5% of what we do is conscious. We're aware of 5% yeah. of what we do. 95% is on autopilot, right? That's yeah. your subconscious. So when we... When we get somebody to relax themselves into trance, what they're essentially doing is they're allowing that critical faculty, the dormant of the mind, to just step yeah. aside a little bit. Yeah. And to allow to blur the lines between the conscious and the subconscious. And then information, they allow information yeah. to flow. And um, the other thing we do is we don't we don't give any kind of hard direct suggestions to the subconscious mind because it knows best. Yeah. You know, somebody says to me they've got a problem and I try and give their subconscious mind my instructions. Yeah. You know, I'm likely to do something that their subconscious mind isn't um, yes. doesn't have yeah. for them anyway. Yeah. So, you know, when we, re we when we get a client into hypnosis, we get them to relax for long enough for the magic to happen kind of yeah. all by itself. Yeah, good. And, um, yeah, and, and, and because I'm not in there with them, yeah. Um, you know, I can't go snooping around anywhere where I shouldn't be because I'm not even in there. Yeah, yeah, good. Helps, helps people to relax to just know that look, they just daydreaming, daydreaming themselves into a relaxed state where yeah. the magic will happen. Yeah, and and to get them into that state is that um not to show today anything, but is that a tool you use or is it words you use to get them into that state? Yes. Yeah, so so it's a combination of things and it'll vary from client to client. Yeah. But very often it involves speaking in a certain way, having yeah. some music, using a certain combination of words in a certain way. Yeah. I follow the Ericksonian um, hypnosis principles. Um, so it's really just using yeah. words uh, and tone yeah. in, a, in a certain way. And you can do it conversationally. You, know, you can get somebody to the point of being hypnotized and they didn't even realize that that's yeah. where they're at. Yeah. Uh, or you can do the, you know, look up at the spot at the wall and, you know, you close your eyes, you're getting more relaxed. There's a range of things. You know, yeah. progressive muscle relaxation is is the thing we use most often on um, on Zoom. Yeah. Uh, but there's, there's various ways. It's, it's a state of focus. So yeah. lots of different ways you can get person to the focus to the point where they're excluding everything else. Yes. and just able to get into that nice state. Yeah. And it was um, just to follow on there where you said about um, Zoom as well. I, 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 as you said, it, it works on Zoom, face-to-face, -face, those kind of things as well. 
Absolutely. So it works incredibly well on Zoom and it works particularly well for people who have any kind of stress about going out or, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, if somebody, if somebody has stress about traffic or stress about meeting new people or stress yeah. about being in someone else's home or something yeah. for those people, Zoom is perfect because they're in their own home. They're yes. in their comfortable space. So they turn up nice and relaxed. Yes. Yeah. Um, for people who don't appreciate Zoom, for people who don't like technology, for people yeah. whose Zoom makes them uncomfortable, in person's better for yes. them. Yeah. But it does work, you know, because people are doing it to themselves. And I mean, you know, I yeah. tell people I'm, I'm, um, I'll be their sat nav. Yes. You know, but they've got to drive the car. Yeah. They're hypnotizing themselves. So in person or on Zoom, it just yeah. works very, very well. And how many sessions would somebody usually have or hypnotherapy? How many sessions would they usually have to, to see a difference from their stress management point of view? How many t- sessions would they see, Jake? So a stress executive, I do an eight session package, right? but not everybody completes their eight sessions because yeah. the magic happens early. They're yeah. busy. They want to get back to work. Yeah. Um, so 5.3 is the average number of sessions. That's very precise. But, well, it, I keep, I keep records and that little yeah. number interests me. Yeah. So, you know, 5.3 is the average. Yeah. Um, for those who don't finish their sessions, you know that's on hold. Yes, they yeah, can always yeah. come back for a, They can always come back for a little booster, yeah. but you know it very, very much depends on who you are, yeah, on your intention, on your beliefs, on your willingness, yeah, and then you know what's going on, and yes. you know what else is going on, yeah. So you know if if you could draw an average, and you can't really. But for many of my clients, the first thing we'll do is we'll get the stress bucket down. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll remove we'll remove a lot of the excess adrenaline and cortisol in the body. Yeah. To give them a fair start. Yeah. Because you know, while the stress levels are high, you're in survival mode. Your senses yeah. are heightening. Everything's a threat. You're you know yeah. you're kind of fighting against yourself. So we get that down first, and that usually happens very very quickly. Within kind of two or three sessions. They so much more relaxed yeah. that we can then get on to you yes. know doing some meaningful work. Yeah, and it's, but and it's quite often we've got to get the stress out the way first. Yeah, yeah, and it's, and and like there about the stress bucket to reduce it down before you can actually go forward. It to, yes. otherwise it's another layer adding on top. Yeah, of a layer, just doing it? things doing things in the right order. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's so 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 important to um, you know. Do your fact finding up front, establish what the person's thing is, what their wishes are, yeah. lay out a kind of timeline, talk them through what's happening, and then kind of stick to that because yes. you know, people like to walk before they can run. Yes. Yeah, but yeah. you're just gonna trip yourself up or not even get there. Yeah. There is an order to do things, and if yeah. you do this in the right order, it's so simple, so straightforward, yeah. it just yeah. works so so well. Yeah. And um, what would you say is the kind of typical client that would come to see you, not to break confidentiality or anything like that, but what would be a typical client that would come and see you, Jake, for kind of to help with a certain part of stress management? So it's senior execs. Yeah. Senior execs in the corporate world that are really, really, really struggling. They don't always know why. Yeah. Um, For most of them, stress is at the root of their thing, whatever their thing is. 
Um, but very often, so senior execs, and they'll turn up, a lot of people turn up completely upside down. They'll turn up in various states. Yeah. And what's very, very common is they'll turn up and they say to me, Jake, this is what's wrong with me, or these four things yeah. is what's wrong with me. And and those are the things that are upsetting them the most, the things yeah. that they're aware of. And in most cases where stress is involved and we do a little chat, it's very, very quick to see that it's not actually those things yes. that are the problem. Yeah. It's just the fact that your stress bucket is absolutely full. You've got no capacity. Yeah. So whatever you put in there is yeah. going to make it overflow, right? It's yeah, going to yeah, give yeah. you that reaction. So for a lot of people, you know, just getting the bucket down beyond yeah. overflow point, yeah. just getting the stress level down, suddenly everything goes away. Yes. You're stressed yeah. in the beginning, but you're not yeah. overflowing, you're not overwhelmed, you're not yeah. having those extreme adverse and physical reactions. Yeah. But, you know, keep getting the bucket down. The lower the bucket gets, the more capacity you have to yeah. cope, the more energy, positivity, motivation yeah. you have. But, um, yeah, executives that are the person that I used to be, people who yes. take too much on in this yeah. world where cowboys don't cry, where you don't complain about overtime or yeah. overwork, yeah. you know, and, and they just don't know how to empty their stress bucket. So yeah. they're putting in more than they Yeah, they yeah. Are. And and the part there is they not get used. I don't I don't mean like it, but they get used to that way. They do of on that treadmill. Yes, keep going. Uh, and the bit to get to that level, they would have been good at their jobs and their roles to get to that level. But yes. then it's a whole different le- kind of pressure, kind of that bubble, that boiling pot. Then isn't it? It's yeah. a whole different game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> interesting that people get used to it because they do. And it becomes almost an addiction. You know, your yes. brain gets used to a certain chemical cocktail, you know, yeah. certain amount of adrenaline, certain amount of cortisol, just a little splash of, of, of serotonin and dopamine. Yeah. But that chemical cocktail, you see, you feel stress when it's rising. Yeah. And then very quickly you acclimatize and then that new level becomes your new normal. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. life will happen. You will respond negatively to life and you get more adrenaline and cortisol and then yeah. it will settle and then that will become your new normal. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes up. And so if you're anywhere too long, that becomes your new normal. And yes. for a lot of people that come to see me, their stress bucket is full. I mean, they're like yeah. operating at 98% that got yeah. like 10% capacity yeah. and they've been there for years. Yeah. And the interesting and unfortunate thing that happens, right, when you've been operating like that, first of all, I mean, you're absolutely depleted energy-wise and stuff for all that time. But if you then try to help yourself by changing that level, your body sees something's wrong. You know, this chemical composition is wrong and you'll do something to sabotage yourself to get you back. You get into that rut where your body thinks certain amount of stress, certain amount of adrenaline, so that equals normal. Yes. So whenever yeah, yeah, you're helping yeah. yourself, it says, uh-uh, get back to there. Yeah. And and that's where a lot of people turn up. And they've been operating with two percent capacity yeah. for so so long. Yeah. And it's um, and it's the, the part when I left the bank after 26 years, all of a sudden, and you know, like um, which you've explained now about stress levels dropping or you, your body. Yeah. So I literally had a, a headache for five six weeks when i so 
and I and I went to the doctors and they said no, no it's fine it's yeah. what you're going through so it was kind of like withdrawal symptoms mm-hmm. in a mm-hmm. way of the body going through that part but I'd been working at a certain level for so long yes the change in that um, now what you've said to me kind of makes perfect sense absolutely you know in in the beginning your body's fighting you you're fighting against your own body yeah and you're fighting against your your 95% subconscious machine you lower it, it kicks it back. You lower it, it, kicks it. It, takes, it takes a little bit of work to get it yeah. to a new place and then to hold it there just long enough for that to become your new normal. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you adjust Yeah. and your body gives you headaches because it says something wrong here. We should yeah. be, you know, something's wrong. Yeah. But it takes a little while yeah. and at some point the alarm bell turns off. At some point you move from your stress system into your rest and digest system yeah. and it all just gets easier. But yeah. You know, a lot of people that turn up here are, are fighting with themselves in the beginning to get yes. out of that exact rut. Yeah. And the other thing, just quickly while we're here, because it's yeah. so closely related, that a lot of people, when they turn up here, their capacity is so diminished, so far from yeah. the person that they used to be. And, you know, they come here thinking that they lost, broken, and losing their mind. Yeah. And that's exactly where I was. You know, I found yeah. myself in a position where it was really hard to think, really hard to make simple decisions, making ridiculous decisions and, you know, finding myself doing stupid things that I just could not understand. Yeah. And the simple explanation for that and the relief people get when they figure out how the brain works is when the stress bucket is full, the fuller it is, the the less intellectual access you have. Yeah. Because you have this emotional limbic system. Yeah. You know, the more stress there is, the more you're in this automatic, negative, irrational yeah. place. Yeah. And the lower the stress bucket gets, the fewer adrenaline and cortisol hormones you have in your yeah. body, the more intellectual capacity you get back. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people turn up feeling broken and like they're going nuts. And then they're quite relieved to find out that actually that's how your body should be responding. Yes. Like that. Yeah. It's yeah. normal. Yeah. And it's, and it's not, um, seeking solace but it's the realization moment of okay that's a, that's okay that's normal yes because that's and, the bit and, where and people when they're um it's out of line between their body and mind that they can't yes. see you know the, the phrase the wood through the trees that they yeah, they can't see what's going nuts. on whereas actually giving them getting them to their um stress bucket down to go oh actually that's how it was and this is how yes. they can then visualize better can't they absolutely and, yeah. and this is something I strive to give people in the discovery session. So the discovery session, someone turns up for free, 50-minute Zoom uh, yeah. or in person, and they come and they say, you know, what's going on with them, what yeah. their hopes and desires are. And then I explain to them a good chunk of the session goes to, to taking their symptoms and their responses to life and explaining to them under the hood yeah. why that's happening, how that's happening, yeah. what the solution looks like. And the penny drops and yes. then they, the relief comes in when they realize, you know, the moment they realize that, okay, I'm not going nuts. Yes. This yeah, is yeah. normal. Yes. It's shitty, but it's normal. Yeah. 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 And yeah. it will go. All I got to do is get the stress yeah. levels down. I've, nothing's broken. Nothing needs to be yeah. fixed. I just need to bring my stress levels down yeah. and then I'll get my intellectual capacity back, my yeah. energy, my motivation, my positivity, my sleep. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a lovely moment when people realize that. And that's when they say, you know, where do I sign? Yeah, I want some of that. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. A, that's a fabulous moment when that 
I call it a light bulb moment, that moment of truth when someone goes, mm-hmm. ah, I want some of that because I can see the benefit to it and what you're saying yes. is making sense. I can relate to it, those kind of things, which that is absolutely wonderful. Um, and, and we never we never think about it in those terms when we're in the middle of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. It's lovely to, for somebody else to just point that out. Yeah. Well, it's also as... um human beings we, we can be very self-critical can't we and actually yeah. sometimes i think the, the old phrase i like is um uh i think something like children's children don't overcomplicate things adults do mm-hmm. and it's that it's that phrase as, as an adult you go that's too simplistic mm-hmm. it, it can't work whereas if you as a child you go you, you just believe in it wouldn't it and i think that, yeah. that crossover between back from an adult to a child to go no no this is yes. good yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. En- enjoy it if that makes sense mm, absolutely yeah, so um jake what would you say is kind of how clients with the benefits they see when they come out what what's the kind of not to break confidentiality but what mm-hmm. do clients usually feel or see or when they when they've gone through the and i'm going to always remember it in my mind the 5.3 sessions <laughs> what what are they going to feel like <clears throat> or what would the difference you see yes so if you if you consider the way they turn up first yeah and most people, by the time they're phoning me, they're absolutely desperate. Yes. So in one way or another, their life is completely upside down. Yeah. yeah. And mostly it's at work. Almost always it spills over into relationships. Yeah. Very, very often it spills into physical symptoms as well. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, you've got a range of nasty symptoms um, that people are experiencing when they turn up. Yeah. But very, very quickly, you know, as soon as we get that stress level down to the point where we're not overflowing yeah. anymore, yeah, still overwhelmed, but getting lower and lower and lower, yeah. the lower it gets, the more they get to their positivity, their energy, their yeah. motivation, sleep returns. Yes. Um, and then that ripples out into work and personal life. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the benefits of, you know, if you have to sum them up, it's positivity, energy, motivation, sleep. Yeah. Uh, relationships improving it's things easing up at work and uh, i suppose a really really big thing is their capacity returns to yeah and the capacity is usually the thing that's eluded them for so long yes then their ability to now use their intellectual mind easily again to have capacity to cope with stuff yeah. without overflowing yeah and then um, another lovely benefit is energy yeah so when you're in stress mode, when you're in survival mode, your the process your brain goes through is it says, you know, there must be danger out there with these levels of adrenaline cortisol yeah. must be danger. So therefore, except for the heart and um, the head, all the rest of the body, please lend me some of your energy because the muscles need it. Yeah. And, you know, when we sleep at night, we rapid eye movement drains stress from your body. Yeah. And then our negative thinking fills the bucket up again. Yeah. And we're sleeping and filling. So for a lot of people, for years, they've been up in this area, right? Yeah. The alarm bell's been on. They've been in survival mode for years. Yeah. They've been depleted of energy all over their body for years. Yeah. But as soon as the stress levels come down, the body sees, okay, whatever danger that was, that's passed. Give yes. the energy back to your memory, back to your immune system, back yeah. to everything. And then they get this amazing energy back and all kinds of things, little niggles that they struggle with suddenly become yeah. okay because they're, you know, properly energized again. Yeah. But it's nicely where you put their actually like the head and the heart, et cetera, muscles dragging from the rest yeah. of the body. It it makes a bit common sense, doesn't it? But now you've said it, I'm like, yeah, yeah. That, that's actually, yeah. You, could, you could just see it, can't you? The rest of your body pulling in to yeah. make sure the others work. 
Absolutely. And and it it, it kind of boggles the mind a little bit because you think the way the body is designed to work is in an extreme situation, it will stop digesting completely for a period of time. It will remove energy from everywhere in an extreme way for a short period of time yeah. because, you know, for a moment, your muscles need everything they can get. Yeah. But then the danger passes and the muscles, you know, everything goes yeah. back. You get your digestion back and yeah. stuff. But in today's world, we often get ourselves so stressed, we keep ourselves in that state. Yeah. And then, you know, we're, we're, that, that condition becomes chronic. We're not designed to do, we're only designed to do that in short bursts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when people get that back, the, the, the kind of impact is very, very real yeah. and significant yeah. for them. And um, people always ask us, Jake, as a separate part, what what personal development or or are you working on this year in twenty twenty three? So I'm I'm busy with three very exciting things. Yeah. So one thing is I I've bumped into a LinkedIn guy. We've we've got this lovely relationship, and he's formed a company. I can't tell you what the name of that company yeah. is yet. He's in some of the very big London corporates. Um, with his own people helping angle. Yeah. Um, but he's opening that up to bring specialists in. Oh, wow. And he's bringing, he's bringing me in as a stress and anxiety guy. Fine. And he's bringing in a whole lot of specialists next to him. And within the next few months, we'll be up and running. Oh, wow. We'll be going into big London corporates uh, on a day rate, helping yeah. them, uh, yes. leadership team, uh, and the people who work there too yeah. uh, with their issues. So that's a very, very exciting thing that's around the corner. I am also, I've got this eight-week package that I currently have, yeah. but that's Zoom or in-person. I'm busy digitizing that so that it's oh, wow. more generic and downloadable yes. at a fraction of the price. Yeah. So busy working on that now. That'll be ready for release and download early in 24. Yeah. And study-wise, I've always got a little study something going. I'm busy doing um, tweaking and building on my group hypno skills. Yeah so that I can take what I do beyond the individual, beyond the CEO and the leadership team yeah. to the wider, wow. wider corporate world or yeah. business. Yeah. So yeah. so you're, you're having a busy year, uh, Jake? Always busy. Yeah. But Always it's, it's busy. interesting. But, um, <laughs> like um, we were talking when we were off air, you know, I say to people I'm busy and mm. automatically, automatically people think it's a negative. They go, oh, you know, mm. poor you. And I go, no, it's good busy. I'm yes. really enjoying myself. I'm having a time yes. of my life. The journey is fantastic. It's good busy. Absolutely. Uh, if that makes sense. It, it does. And, you know, I, I've got to keep an eye on myself because I can get carried away. Yeah. I can get carried away. Um, so I, I, I've i got my little bits and pieces that I yeah. do to absolutely keep myself in check and to make sure that, yes, it is a good busy. And I've got my boundaries. Yes. And yeah. my my. My goals, my kind of achievement dates are set far enough forward to just give me enough room yeah. to get through. But it's a beautiful busy and, yeah. and helping people along the way is yeah. just such a lovely thing. It's, it's a good feeling, isn't it? It truly is, yeah. yeah. And Jake, as we come to the um, end of our podcast today, how can people um, connect with you? How can people get, talk to you? Those kind of things. What, what's the best way to get contact with you? So they can pick up the phone. Yeah. Um, 078 or they can go to stressedexecutive.com um, and they can look for an orange button somewhere, click that and book themselves a discovery call. Right. 
Um, at the moment, I'm not taking on new clients. I am at capacity. Yeah. Um, so anybody wanting to book a discovery call, they could opt to join a waiting list. Yeah. And as soon as something would be available, I get hold of them. Um, but they can also look for me on LinkedIn. So yeah. Jake Nodia uh, on LinkedIn. And I tend to post three short videos, Wednesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, I post a little video yeah. each day. Um, and then that's my kind of yeah. social contribution. Yeah. Well, that's the bit with, uh, with me. We we concentrate on LinkedIn rather than yes. multiple social, because otherwise we'll be doing that all day, if that makes sense. Whereas yeah. the, the, LinkedIn works for us and it works very well. Um, using Absolutely. That profile. And- Absolutely. And I, I I was on Instagram, Facebook business page. I've just turned all of that noise yeah. off deliberately and consciously to keep my notifications at a manageable yes. level. Yeah. Yeah. And LinkedIn is where my clients are. Yeah. And that's yeah. all. That's the only place I need to be. Yeah, correct. So mm. can I just say a huge thank you today? Um, first of all, Jake, I've learned a lot. So uh, being selfish there for kind of the rest of our audience. Um, also to say thank you for Maria connecting us as well uh, yes. from the podcast uh, as well. But can I just say a huge thank you for joining the call today? I really, really yeah. appreciate it. You've been and a wonderful guest. And thank I'm sure you our for paths the opportunity are crossing... to be here. Yeah. And I'm sure our paths are crossing the future as well. I'm sure they will. Cool. Thank you very so much, Jake. Thanks a million, Stephen. Cheers.